Hi, I'm Jim and this is On The Left Side, the funny football show. It's a better ball in and it's Rashford! And England have the lead! England 1, Switzerland 0. If this week proves one thing, it's that if you take a glorified friendly and tag it as a competition called the Nations League that no one really understands, people will still find it quite hard to get excited about it. In fact, does anyone really understand what the Nations League is yet? No! Um, no, not really. Good. Me neither. In reality, all I really got from this weekend's matchup against Spain was a reminder that everyone who got its coming home tattooed on their asses after beating the footballing giants of Panama, Tunisia and Spain over the summer probably got a little bit carried away. And England aren't up there with the world's elites just yet. And comparing England to the world's elite in football is like comparing sitting on the sofa eating dominoes in your pants with a romantic meal for two in a pizzeria overlooking the Amalfi coastline. Although the actual reason that England got beaten in the Nations League opener wasn't anything to do with the talent in the team, the players forced out by injury before the match, or the lack of creativity in midfield. It was all because Gareth Southgate didn't wear a waistcoat. We were doomed before even a ball was kicked. For me though, the most interesting thing from that game actually happened outside the ground, as Jose Mourinho made his way into Wembley Stadium. The special one may have spent the entire 90 minutes of football engrossed in his phone, presumably texting Marcus Rashford things like You think with that finish, I'm going to let you start up front? LOL. But before the match he was making headlines, as he got tangled in a red velvet VIP rope and tumbled to the floor. Not the first time he's been tripped by red tape this season. I'm sure all those who go on about Mourinho mind games would just claim it was Jose's way of reminding everyone about LVG's similar touchline tumble and how things are so much better now. But for me, it was just him falling on his ass. It was funny, it was all over social media, but for the Mail Football website, it was the biggest story of the international weekend, taking pride of place at the very top of their website. The headline... Pride comes before a fall, Jose. More woe for Mourinho. Seriously, the top headline over the result, over Luke Shaw's injury, over everything else that was happening in the world of football. It's just a shame they didn't have VAR outside the ground. I'm sure Liverpool fans could have pinned that tumble on Sergio Ramos somehow. What I don't think anyone was expecting after that match was the performance from England to somehow be worse against Switzerland as they made a 1-0 win somehow look like a 10-0 hammering. That's what I hear anyway. I wasn't watching, and I don't think anyone else was either. I was watching First Dates Hotel where people embarrass themselves on TV for money. So, probably not that much different. Although First Dates does have Fred in it, and he's a bit of a dish. In reality, the greatest thing to come from the international break was away from England. It came from Roy Keane, who took his angry world outlook off our TV screens and punditry and into the Republic of Ireland dressing room, where he has gainful employment as the team's assistant manager. For now. In a leaked WhatsApp message, Republic of Ireland international Stephen Ward described Roy Keane's unique management style, and it is exactly how you would expect. Bear with this one, it's a bit long, but it's worth it. Roy was getting on the boys for not training. Johnny's got a bit of a bad knee, so he can't like train all the time. And him and Harry <laughs> were just sitting on the bench, just relaxing, like icing themselves and stuff. 
So Roy walked over and was like, why aren't you lads training? Like, why are you like professional footballer? shambles that is what the f wrong with you and then um they got back from france and harry felt his quad in training again so he, he wasn't training and roy walked in and he was like when are you going to train you f f f any chance you train and he explained the situation again and roy was just going off going you're a f you know you're a c you don't even care you don't want to train harry just got up off the treatment bed and walked back to his room and as he was walking back to his room roy was just shouting down the corner you're a f you're a cunt, you've been all your life. That was it really, lads. Didn't come to blows, but basically Roy just losing his head. Roy Keane is just the drunk guy at a pub that everyone ignores, standing there shouting insults and swearing. The only difference is he gets to wear a track top with his initials on it. The events reportedly happened back in May. I'm not sure what difference that makes. And it has been claimed that Ward's version of events doesn't quite tally with the original scenario, presumably because he couldn't quite remember all the swearing. Take off! And on one hand, it's a wonderful throwback to the days when footballers were footballers and you'd have to have a leg hanging off or be declared medically dead to even consider missing a training session. And if you did, you'd probably be called something that Stonewall certainly wouldn't have approved of in today's modern game. And on the other hand, well, Roy Keane's just a bit of a dick, isn't he? The most shocking thing about the whole story is that it's not shocking at all and he still gets away with it there are plenty of calls now for king to get the boot but in reality he's not going anywhere because who in the world of football has got the balls to sack roy Keane? Mm -hmm. if the roi do get rid of kino then maybe they can follow in the footsteps of paraguayan team club sportivo di Demeo, who have appointed a brand new assistant coach and it's a dog a stray dog has become a regular character at the club's training ground after being fed a bit of pie by the manager and now has been appointed the assistant. It lives in the stadium, it watches all the training sessions and presumably it also advises the manager on which players have been a good boy, good boy, who's a good boy this week. I've seen the pictures and I think it's exactly what football needs. I think every team needs a doggo in the dugout. Or should that be dog out? And certainly, if you're West Ham, a mangy mutt in your managerial team surely has to do a better job than Pellegrini is right now. Although if you're looking for sponsorship opportunities, getting win a lot involved might be a touch ironic. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another dose of Football Funny, but we are all done for another show. We'll return in a few days, so click subscribe on the show wherever it is you usually find your podcasts, and we'll let you know when the next one's ready or head to ontheleftside.co.uk and find the links there. And finally, we're going to have to say goodbye to a member of the team today. Sean Allsop has backed himself a big money transfer to an audio gig of Premier League standards, leaving us rolling around in the dirt of the conference. Good luck, Sean. We know you're going to smash it and thank you for all the hard work. But that does mean if you fancy joining me and some other guy in making a funny football show, be you a writer or a producer or whatever, you can drop us a line at hello at ontheleftside.co.uk to get involved. I'll see you soon. Bye. 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 On the Left Side is written and produced by Jim Selvson, Ant McGinley and Sean Allsop.